The Driving While Awesome podcast is recorded live to SD card at the Beeline Motor Club in Santa Cruz, California. Welcome to Driving While Awesome, part of the Haggerty Podcast Network. My name is Warren. And I'm Art. We are without Lane today. He is at a Nelly concert in Las Vegas. That might be actually true. You're thinking I'm joking. It is. <laughs> I'm not sure when the concert is, but... Uh, He's at a trade show in, in Vegas. I'm sure we'll hear all about it on a future episode. But um, for now, the two of us soldier on. Yeah, we soldier on in the cold as usual. You look freezing, but it's not that cold. Yeah. Especially, did you know that um, the Northeast is going to get a really crazy cold snap? It's going from like 35 or 40 degrees to negative in a 24-hour period. Nice. Yeah. That's, so I'm sure there's going to Shout out. It's about... 59 degrees here in arts yeah arctic winter i kind of want to do this you know where you do like the, the ninja look you know you pull your drawstrings go really small yeah um but yeah that's insane i mean that sounds like a lot of pipes bursting and stuff i know i think that's also like without the wind chill so you know be safe out there we'll continue to carry on dude so our friend ruben years ago when this happened something similar happened in new york city and like that whole region uh, and the whole city shut down. Yeah. They shut off all the trains, everyone like street traffic. And he has pictures like walking down, like in Manhattan, like down the big, I don't know what oh, the avenues that. are, I've but seen like, that. Yeah, like down fifth Avenue, I guess, you know? Yep. And he's like in the middle of the street, like just him and his, and his wife at the time, like by themselves, mm -hmm. no one around. It's pretty cool. It's very cool. Yeah. That'd be a good photo shoot opportunity, right? Tough to get out there. But, yeah, but yeah, they it. were. I think they were just off like the main drag there on one of the hotels. So like they were the only ones around. Anyone else that commuted or whatever wasn't. You know, they were just staying at home. Yeah, but yeah, definitely cool, dude. Um, speaking of extreme weather and things like that, uh, I stumbled on this documentary series on YouTube, which I want to tell the listeners about because it's kind of insane. It's called Deadliest Journeys, and mm. it's a French documentary maker that I don't know where they're airing originally like must be on bbc or something but they they go to like every third world country or second world in some cases and have like incredible access and really good documentary um you know skills we're talking about like the the most heart of the jungle getting across the congo it takes four days to go 60 kilometers mm. it's they're in these old military trucks that have been cobbled together they're the one, so if you're, if this is interesting to you, first of all, it covers travel, covers automotive stuff, a lot of like ingenuity and just getting after it. It will make you feel so good about your current situation unless you happen to live in the, I know we have a big listenership in the Congo. Shout out to uh, Cameroon. Mm -hmm. But the Cameroon episode, they have these, they call them jungle taxis. And essentially it's just someone with a car that'll charge people. It is the worst car I've ever seen still in use in condition wise ever by far the worst ever i can't wait to show it to you and the the back seat he has like you know three people four people in the back seat there's just a board a, a like a two by four for the seat back oh sweet now, so no floor probably the floor is there there's the seat bottom i think is there but there's no back to the seat mm. and the roads are beyond rough i mean yep. beyond rough and this is a front wheel drive like 90s Corolla and he's going through off-road sections that I wouldn't even think to take my tundra on mm. <laughs> people getting out and pushing you know like up to their knees in mud 
digging cars out, stuck for a day, um, no tools, no, I mean, it is like, it's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. So anyways, I watch it with my son who's into this kind of stuff too, you know, just like the, the actual like motorized moving things and, you know, crashing through mud puddles and going over ferries and dealing with all this stuff. Uh, deadliest journeys on YouTube. And there, from what I can tell, there's like 50 of these oh, one right. hour documentaries. That's wild. That puts like camel trophy to shame is what you're oh, saying. It, well, <laughs> camel trophy is amazing, but and they, they have all the equipment they yeah. do. And they have like really knowledgeable people. Like these are guys that have just been doing it so long that they sort of know, but uh, you know, things like there was a, they go along through the jungle and they get to a point where there's just a, a mud quagmire. I'm going to use the word quagmire. I'm not all even right, afraid I, to use I it. I like it. Okay. And, uh, Multiple trucks stuck, but there's one in front that's like tilted over. And all, by the way, all of these big trucks are m- overloaded to the max. And then they sell people tickets to ride on the top of the shit on the truck, <laughs> oh, shit. which is everything's like the most dangerous shit you've ever seen or heard of. But yeah. they get to a point where this truck stuck. Days go by. The, the crew that was stuck was there for 11 days. Dang. Just think about that for a second. In the middle like, of the jungle. Middle of the jungle. No, there's no escape. You're just having to catch food and eat and sit under your truck in the rain. They get the truck behind him. They want to push him out of the way, right? But they don't want to get that truck stuck as well. So mm-hmm. what do they do? They get a huge tree, cut it down, make a battering ram that they connect the front of the good truck to the back of the stuck truck, and they push the entire thing out with the using the tree. Whoa. It's like <laughs> so crazy, dude. So anyways, anytime you see like one of these mall crawler uh, Toyota Tacomas or, you know, the rap Ford Raptor that's like pristine and stuff, think of these guys out there like they're doing it. And the, the vehicles they're using are, un, it's just unbelievable. I, I don't even know what to say. So there's a few the ones that stood out was like the Madagascar one was amazing, Cameroon and the Congo. I think Congo is probably the, just the wildest place still left out there where it's like, mm. it's, it's like going back in time where people are just, it's like, uh, Oregon trail days. Yeah. Super you know? rural like that. Yeah. Where you have, there's just nothing, no infrastructure. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Cause I know like the Darien gap is like renowned for that. Right? Darien like, gap is yep. another one for sure, but, um, but there's no roads there. So that's like, uh, there's just paths. You yeah. Know? And that, but that was one of the places that they had to traverse in the camel trophy. Right. Uh, I think it was, well, I know they were in that area, but I don't know if they did the gap itself, but yes. Mm. They did one of those, like, um, it wasn't Panama, but it was another one of those spots. And it's just, yeah, crazy jungle. Like, Yeah, it's madness. Your feet never dry out. Yeah, know? there was a, so, I mean, on a related note, I watched a, a thing on, um, it was one of these countries, it was in West Africa, I can't remember which one, but it was about the mining of, of I think it might have been cobalt. And uh, and so, you know, obviously that run, that's like a major uh economic source there you know whatever and it employs a tremendous amount of people but like the whole thing was that it was a, a group of western uh scientists and like human rights you know lawyers mm-hmm. and people from ngos were there to basically inspect the mines and of course they were interviewing all of the, st- the, the employees to find out how old they were and the conditions and all oh, that shit God. and like it's a lot of kids you know there's a lot of like so that, i had to turn one off it was uh I'll let you finish, but yeah. And so it was like a lot of, a lot of kids and they, they would say they're 19 or whatever, but yeah. they're obviously 12 or something. Yeah, yeah. And they're like in the worst, most dangerous conditions and all this other stuff. But the wor- the roads to the mines are like what you're describing too, but not so rural where they're traversed regularly, but they're like in the worst condition. And so like 
they have like little, you know, Hiluxes and stuff. And I mean, it's a full on adventure just to get to work every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like a fucking two hour trek. It's a shorter thing. Totally. But it's two to three hours from town and it's in like this worst condition. You think, okay, well, again, it's, it's, it's all about exploitation and you know where the resources go. But you think that if it's a cobalt mine, it's producing, it's obviously producing a lot of money for some people. You would think they would fix that that road and build some infrastructure to streamline I, that process and get people in and out easier and like all those thing. things. And, and to think that if there's a place you know in the world like the Congo that it's huge, it's massive, and it's beautiful, and there's so much to offer. It's in some ways it's good there isn't that infrastructure because it keeps it wild. But I think there will be a time where there's going to be some sort of advancement in road making, and I think they could do it now. Like the the Chinese are very good at it, making bridges and all that, but. Uh, where they can go through and maybe put like one highway across the whole country and it will mm. completely change the entire place. Right. Yeah. Um, so the one I was, when you said cobalt mine, there's one in, in it might've been the same one that you watched, but um, in Cameroon, <laughs> this kind of goes back to your uh, um, concrete mine oh, idea. Yeah. Concrete mine. Yeah. Um, this is a gravel mine, which is basically just granite rocks that they would then burn tires under the boulders, big boulders, to uh, destabilize the rock. And then they crack the rock down into smaller rocks. And then children, like our kids' age, so sad, are sitting there all day long on the ground with a hammer, cracking these rocks down into what we know as gravel. And then that's how they make it. There's no machinery. Making gravel by hand. Also, the pollution by burning tires, like the whole thing is just so sad. and Yeah. So the show is not only the journeys, which they are along for the ride, and I don't even know how they get the footage. It's amazing because they're, you know, they're outside of the car filming the car coming, and they're also in it, you know, with the driver and the mechanics, mechanics in quotes. Mm. And then they also show like where these people are actually going and what their jobs are, and you know the mines and the fishing and the all this stuff. It's it's really fascinating, mm. super crazy. Sounds like a good watch. I th- when I was younger and I before I had kids, I. I wanted to travel like that and like really get out, out there. And I've done a little bit of it, but watch one of these shows and you, you realize it's just not fun. There's no, no it, I mean, you can, there are some like romanticizing of like going down the Congo, like in on the Congo river in a cool boat and conga line, maybe a conga line. <laughs> um, and, you, and I think some places have set up better for like the more, you know, glamping stuff like Egypt and Tanzania and, South Africa, but this is no, there's no glamping. Yeah. It is. Yeah. There's no glamping. <laughs> it's no. the real deal. Dude. I mean, I think at the end of it, if you make it, it's like, it, it's like the most incredible like sense of success, but it's, yeah, it's brutal. Though. It's not necessarily something I want to endure. No, um, no, there's no fun. Yeah. On a somewhat related note, did you watch the WRC uh, Monaco? No, racing? I did. Okay. It's on my list. All right. I, we don't have to go into specifics, but yeah. um, I had a really funny situation and you know, we're, are we going to do questions first and then uh, yeah, whatever. morning wars? Uh, but before Morning Motors, um, that night, um, I had a really weird nightmare. And it was funny that it was a nightmare because I dreamt that I was racing in WRC2, which is like the lower tier class because I watched all the, all the replays and shit. And I was like doing really well. And I was like, I had gotten up to like fifth place. And I was like, dude, this is the best I've ever done. I can't believe I'm doing this well. And 
in my dream, I was really stressed out about it because I had two more stages left. And like the guy behind me was like a second off, you know? Uh And I'm like, dude, I don't know if I can keep this pace and like stay ahead of this guy. And I'm like, this particular section's really icy. And like, I was in my dream, I was super stressed out. And like, I actually like woke up multiple times and I would go back to sleep and I would dream the same shit. And I'm like, no, I don't want, and it was, it's just like funny because you think that's like a dream come true. You want to, you want to do that. Right. (laughs) But like the stress of it, but I was really stressed out in my dream and it was a nightmare. Which is weird. It's funny. I had a weird nightmare too that I was in a big truck. And it's right from watching these damn shows. I've been watching them at night too. Like when the family's all in bed, I like, well, I'll have it on as I'm like scrolling. Same. You know? yeah. And uh, it's it's like easy to watch. But uh, oh, side note, YouTube has gotten so bad with ads now that I think I have to invest in the 16 bucks a month. Ooh, you're in. I don't want to, but I watch it enough to where I think it's worth it. Ah, man, it's a lot though, right? 16. Yeah, and it, it's on, on top of every other subscription. I know, I know. And I'm kind of the only one that uses it. Like, my family's not watching YouTube, like, unless I, you know, sit them down. I mean, to, it depends how much you value it. I mean, I guess it sounds like it's annoying you enough. I, I actually was looking at it last night with my stopwatch because I'm like, this is ridiculous. And it was like three or four minutes and then an ad. Three Dang. or four minutes For ad. those videos. Those videos, yeah, because some, some aren't as bad. bad. Yeah, yeah, I know. So I don't know what that is. Maybe that's more like I'm watching a movie they consider it or a... Well, the, the, I think it's the people, like whoever the producer is, they set the amount of ads they want to put in their thing. Oh, like, so I they see. actually set it. So they see that they have oh, an opportunity. Oh, I thought you couldn't do that until you, well, maybe they, they get quite a few views. It's like hundreds of thousands of, uh, of views. So maybe once you get to a threshold, you yeah. can do that. Because I think up until a certain point, YouTube makes it. Anyway, um, where was I going with that? Ads. Ads you wanted YouTube, to pay because you were over I it. I don't want to pay. Ah, it's gone. Dang. We'll get back to it. What were you saying? Oh, dreams. No, dreams. I had a dream <laughs> that uh, all podcasts will be created equal. Uh, I was in a big truck driving uphill, and I couldn't stop it from rolling back. It, mm. it No matter how hard I hit the brakes or emergency brake or try to put it in park, it, it just kept wanting to roll back. Yeah. And it was a very, like, helpless feeling oh, to the sucks. point where I'm thinking it's going to, like, crash into something. And you're just, like, on, you know, you could feel it, like, standing on the brake pedal. I can see how the, that's a real nightmare. That's a real nightmare. Not yeah. like being in a really cool happened. place racing. Nothing happened. There was no impact. It was just that feeling of like, God damn it. I need to stop this truck. Yeah. But that's almost worse, right? Cause you're it just, kind of is. you just it was keep a, going. It was a it's constant like, like impact yeah. is, uh, imminent. Yeah. Imminent impact. Suspense. Question time. Let's do it. Let's see what's out there. Huh? And then yeah, we will get to, uh, get to some morning motas. Um, Oh man, don't you hate that when you're about to click like a button or a, a spot on your screen and then a pop-up comes Yep. and then you hit the pop-up and then it takes you into like yep. some other thing and oh gosh. All right. <clears throat> ben Roger says, oh, by the way, Ben, thanks for the mimosa at Morning Motors. That was very nice. Uh, what's the rally schedule look like this year? Springtime Sierra rally and fall on the coast. Maybe a little bit better weather-wise. Well, it all depends on roads, row ads. We, um, we have an idea for a spring rally, and that's looking good. Um, I'd like to make it back to the Sierra as well, but we need to see what's like open and fixed and available. So yep, that's the thing right now. Too early to say, but uh, we'll let you know as soon as we know. Yeah, the storms really like wreak havoc on all of our roads around here. Blasted. But yeah, and you know, we, yeah, there's a lot of research that needs to go into the rest of the region. Yep. Uh, Richard Chen says, besides 
DWA and Radwood items. What are your favorite car themed t-shirts in the closet? I have a cool Avance shirt that I was given at the last mm. Radwood PNW. It's kind of like a kind of a seventies sort of font colors. Um, that's sort of automotive related. Um, yeah. what about you? Yeah, I'm trying to think right now. Um, I have one that I haven't worn in years because um, I kind of shrunk it ah. <laughs> a long time ago. That's the and, worst. And it's basically um, it's it's borderline un- uncool for me at least. Um, and I, I'll I'll tell you a little backstory because it's funny. I wore it, the last time I wore it was probably I, this is how long I've had it. I wore it like in 2013, 2014, and I wore it twice, and then I shrunk it, and it's like in brand new condition. Um, of course, you don't know what the shirt is yet, but uh-huh. um, so um, I'm at a I was at a party. In in uh, in San Francisco, and uh, and I was getting hit on by a lot of guys, and uh, and oh, so I know what this shirt is. and uh, and so you know whatever I was like okay cool whatever they're complimenting, and uh, and the one guy walks up he's like hey did I see you at this one at this one gym or whatever and I'm like whoa like I'm like no not no it was not that gym and then uh, one of my coworkers at the time walks over and he's like dude next time try an extra medium <laughs> like as a joke because it looked pretty small, and uh, it it was an. It was actually an Ayrton Senna uh, shirt that what? I bought at the Senna store in Brazil, oh. uh, and so it's um it's a John Player Special Edition one, uh, Lotus ninety eight T or ninety seven. It didn't really distinct, but it's the same you know uh, livery, and uh, and it had oh it was ninety seven because it had first win on the on one arm. It had like a little patch. This is first win. He drove the ninety seven T uh, when he won that first win uh, race, and uh, it's a it's a nice polo. It's like very high quality material. Uh, it's like not a, not a peak. Like, it's not like, it's like just like a smooth, like cotton mm-hmm. shirt, really mm-hmm. comfortable. And I fucking blew it and I messed it up. So, um, I've been thinking about what to do with that shirt. Cause it's a nice shirt. It's black and it's, it's got like some gold, like little accents, but it's not like super flashy. And you've had it since 13. And I've had it since 13. And uh, I'm just wondering, it's like, time for a little like anniversary party. Ten years. It's ten years, Your dude. Yeah, together. and um, it's it's a rad shirt. But again, do you have any mannequins in your house you could put it on? Ah, oh, that's a good call, dude. Just put okay. it on display. Yeah, that's a good idea. Or put it up on the wall, like they do soccer jerseys. Exactly. Well, um, what else could you do with it? I mean, I'm, I'm just. I mean, the, the, it's a polo, so and you also have graphics on the sleeves. Like you can do those uh, those t-shirt quilts, like I've talked about. But that would. That just ruins the shirt. No, I think I think the move is it, the real move is an eBay sale, but I don't want to deal with selling a shirt. Oh, I, I see. feel like somebody yeah, would want get that. Like fifty bucks for it. Yeah, because it's a real, it's an authentic like Santa, like brand. Because Santa had a, a clothing brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the and it's still like, logo. yeah, and it exists still. Uh, and it's they're nice stores in Brazil too. They're like nice little boutiques. And uh, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'll have to I'll have to post that up after the show or something in some funny manner. Um, um but yeah, it's a. Again, not not gaudy. I know it sounds crazy because it's black and gold, but it's like all black with very little gold highlights. Well, in my in experience there. too, once you get outside of North America, uh, sizes are not what they seem in yes. places. Like yeah, you I had a I had a Ducati shirt that I bought at Laguna Seca uh, at MotoGP, but it uh, it was sold by one of those guys that's probably from England that comes you know follows the circuit or whatever. Yep, and uh, he had a cool booth with a ton of rad stuff and I, I didn't get to try it on it was like in a package oh, okay but i got my size it was so tight and it had like a mini like collar oh, you know yeah. what i mean like yeah, a, yeah. a high it was basically on i think i wore it twice and it was like all right who that's are we, classic who are we kidding here who's yep. the kid so um anyways extra medium i thought you're gonna say stick shifters oh the stick server show. that's a that's that was a, way later than 2013 for sure yeah that's a that's a gem I don't that, see that coming out, out much and yeah it doesn't it stays in the 
closet. I did just order a uh, T-shirt um, off of uh, eBay. So we'll see how it looks. But, uh, yeah, it's a surprise, I guess. I guess, yeah. No, by the time this comes out, it's just a, a McLaren International logo. So that's like F1 and, and earlier days of McLaren. So it's got the old, like, um, graphic and font, not the current current one. So, anyways. I like it. Uh, let's see. Big Fat Flip says, Rotaries sound like fun, but I could never bring myself to own one. What car do you like the idea of, but would never own? Citroen. I love Citroens mm. a lot. Yeah. Um, I like DSs a lot. I like 2CVs. I like SMs. I don't think I can really bring myself to do it. Um, even something more modern. I mean, we just don't have the support here. It'd be like a part-time job, just kind of keeping it. Yeah, You'd have to be like in the club, researching parts, uh, kind of always thinking about it. At least that's in my mind. I could be wrong because people drive them. I mean, no, I, I, it's it's true. Uh, they're, I mean, the main thing is that they're complex and there are very few people that work on them, right? So like, and that's a fact. And so even like, you know, the car that uh, Paul at Auto Kennel like, has owned now twice, like, you know, it had issues and, you know, it's, it, he's got a guy, but. But it, he's it, also in a town, a city that loves cars and there's just one guy. It's one guy. And he's the guy. And he's very old now, apparently. And he's like the guy, so who knows what's yeah. going to happen there. But yeah, they're amazing cars for sure. That's a, that's a tough one. I mean, I've said Lotus Esprit a million times or yeah, the, the early ones, mm-hmm. but um, I think another one that I have never really talked about, but. You know, we talked about Land Rovers earlier today, but I feel like a Range Rover classic short wheelbase are that's so a, awesome. That's another. But like, again, you know, they're rusty. They're kind of clunky old things, but they're really cool looking. But it's like, I don't know. It just, it's not, I don't, I can never really see myself doing it, but I really like them. I mean, I think they're really cool and they have a, a pretty rad community too and a lot of support, but it's like one of those cars that I think people anticipate having to like constantly wrench and work on. And it's part of the whole ownership experience. And I just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. We, when I, in a former life, uh, ran a shop here, and uh, we had a few customers with Land Rovers. One was a Range Rover Classic, and one was a Discovery. And it was they were in a lot. And the other thing was uh, they had a lot of leaks and you know seals and this and that that needed replacing, and they were never easy to find. Mm. Even like from European auto suppliers, really? it's like, okay, you can get it from this guy, but it's going to take a week. The car is, oh. by the way, disabled, so it's yeah. just parked in our lot. It's going to take a week, and then, oh, you also need this part, and that comes from a different guy that'll take a week, and... It wasn't easy, and I can't imagine it's any better now, but maybe. Uh, yeah, definitely like a fourth or fifth car, if, if anything, right? What about rotaries? Have you ever dabbled? I've never dabbled. I do like them, um, and I mean, they're kind of dabbly. I don't know. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I, I actually have always, we've talked about it early on for years um, in terms of, like, the podcast, but I really like the 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 early like the GSL SE. Mm-hmm. So it's the FA body style, I guess it's called, and, like, the, they have the earlier like an earlier shape but they have the upgraded like updated taillight i should say and they have a cool interior they have cool wheels they have an lsd and they have the 13b that went into the later car like that's a really cool car um i like those a lot and uh, they're becoming pretty pretty um valuable now um and obviously the fbs are amazing but they're they're super or fds rather sorry which is the one that's in that post and for the questions uh, but those are very expensive now, and it's yeah. like it's one of those cars that I feel like I can't justify. But I've never driven one, so maybe after driving one, it's maybe they are worth the fifty, sixty grand. I know or they're beautiful, so well proportioned, cool cars. But yeah, I'm just kind of with you. Um, there was a minute that I thought RX8s would do something and be kind of popular because they're sort of like the last of that idea. There's, I mean, 
that's it, right? Yeah, only the, the latest, the last, last they, ones look pretty decent. Right. The early ones are horrible looking. I, know. Um, I feel like it, it's only yeah, the last ones that yeah, I thought. I think it's, yeah, those are kind of digestible. But um, everyone said, they, I mean, I, I never drove one. Uh, but like, you know, at, in period, everyone said they drove really well. Like they were actually a good driving car. Mm. But it was an aesthetic thing that was kind of compromised them. Yep. Um, any other car brands that you've like thought about, but you're like, I can't do it. I mean, like for me, I love the idea of a nineties Bentley. Uh, oh, that's uh, a good Continental, one. Oh, shit, uh, yeah. turbo, you know, turbo R, turbo um, cool. that's probably the only one I could actually afford. Maybe, uh, like a weird hardtop continental, but, uh, they're terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Ferrari falls in that category too. Like I'm not going to get a cheap Ferrari, especially after watching like Ferris videos and stuff that I yeah. already knew. But well, know. what about, you always talk about the, um, I don't know what the chassis code is, but like the early two thousands, like, like turbo coupe V12 thing. What is it? This like the CL 600. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You like those a lot. They are very cool looking, but those are really complicated. They are, but at least parts are a click of a button. That's right. Okay. You huh. know, like there's, Mercedes is really good about parts and there's a lot of aftermarket support that make, you know, off brand suspension. But isn't it a labor thing with that car? Cause it's just, there's like, you have to basically take the engine out for anything. Yeah, some of it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to do turbos and you know, certain oil leaks and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, for the most part, they're the same issues you'd have on any Mercedes of the era. So like air suspension and expensive brake jobs and things like that. But, uh, so the buy-in's really cheap, and you have a really pretty car, but it's like a super expensive. It's to uh, keep on the road. definitely like yeah roulette because at any point it could be like oh you need seven thousand dollars in active body control work. Nice. You got ah that's doesn't sound fun. It does not. I'm not gonna do that. Um, but oh dude, what about actually? There's one. This and this is kind of goes back to the last to last week's question where someone asked about guilty pleasures. Oh yeah, I really like cyclones and typhoons. Uh, you know those I things. Have, I like I like that too. Um, there was one at Morning Motors for sale. It was a Typhoon. Yeah, and it was the the whitish silver ish on gray. Um, yeah, I yeah. like them. I want to like them, but I know that you know they what's would going be on. Terrible <laughs> yeah, to drive. Yeah. Like, I don't think there'd be any like really good quality about it. It's definitely the uh, when you walk away and look back car. Yeah, they're okay. super rad looking they're and rad the, looking. and the conceptually like the fact that they're really fast and they put all you know, it's like they beat like, you know, the F three thirty five Imperial or was it three forty eight, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Like an acceleration and all that. I mean it's like a mm -hmm. it's a cool idea, but obviously like really like cheap, poorly put together execution. Yeah. Um but I, I was really surprised and I talked to Camisa about it after the fact, but he made a video and he really liked the truck. Uh the the cycle cyclone's the truck, right? Um yeah. and uh he was like ranted and raved and said that it actually drove really well and like it handled well and all kinds of shit. Really? So I, I don't know what the deal was there, man. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, definitely worth a, worth a try if we get a chance to drive one, but it'd be hard to live that life. I mean, yeah. But it's just like interior materials and all that jazz. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or finish. About, yeah. Yeah. And just being in that crew. Oh dude, your community. I know. Uh, Meta world cool says with both clocking in at the six, to 10,000 range, which would you choose your, as your next rally car and why? 2005-2006 R53 Mini Cooper S or 94-95 R129 SL500? Totally different but interesting experiences, I know. Um, good question. Those are both cars that I have a lot of time in. Um, 
I my wife had an R53 Mini Cooper S at 2006, which is the last of that uh, year. And then I've driven many SL500s. Um, I it depends on the route, what kind of rally you you want to do. Um, yeah. The R129 is not going to be fun on the twisty tight stuff. Period. Like heavy braking. Uh, it's an automatic and it's, it's soft too. Soft. Yeah. And the automatic is not very responsive. Um, however, on like the long sweeper stuff, straightaways, just cruising leisurely. It's great. It's going to be better than the mini for sure. Yep. But the mini is a pretty capable, well-built little car. Yep. Rare, no. rare special bulldog. Are we going to go? I mean, it's, it's up there. That Maybe would be my pug? choice. Maybe a pug. I mean, it would definitely be my choice. I think cause over, over, Overall, like, yeah, of course, we try to balance out the rallies, right? You're mixing up the roads, but yeah. I feel like you would have more fun in the Mini. If you, especially, like, I mean, he's he's a driver, right? I mean, he likes, you know, he does track days, and he's been on our rallies. So, like, um, I feel like he would enjoy that more, uh, whereas I feel like the SL500 is going to be a little too too GT, right? Yep. Yeah. It's, then, a, it's, a heavy, it's a heavy car. It uh, was never meant to be hustled on these tight, tight stuff just wasn't built for that yeah you could probably put in some some effort to make it better for that like obviously better tires suspension better brakes whatever amg offered yeah Yeah. like trying to go all that but uh still going to be an automatic which is you know for a rally it's not great and um it's going to drive heavy so yeah and i mean there's also a lot of sense of occasion to the mini i feel right like it's like it's got the, the supercharger wine and it's a darty little thing, and I mean, yeah. it's, it's just the seating position, that interior, all that stuff is fun. I mean, I feel like it kind of puts you in that rally mindset. I agree. Totally agree. I, I really like them, and I think finding a good uh, John Cooper Works 06 or 05 um, with a chrono package, that's important. Um, that's the way to go. No GP, huh? Well, no back seat, and they're, I hear they're pretty rough. Mm, yeah, they're really awesome. But they're I very mean, cool, yeah. and they're also lot more expensive like 10 grand premium yeah you're definitely not going to get them under 10 grand so that's it Eamon Shaw says are you guys planning on coming out with more dwa merch soon anything in the works yes we are but time time we got some stuff coming though we were talking about uh some new um stickers and things like that in the works so yeah you have any ideas for that not off the top of my head maybe a <laughs> rally blanket maybe a rally blanket Maybe a hat or two. It's Chazzy FYI says, oh, I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> Someone admiring the Swedish goods. It must be from the photo you posted. Um, Swedish goods. Yeah. SV Expert says, when driving and there's a bag in the road, do you make sure that it doesn't get stuck to the front of your bumper? By looking at your rear view mirror to make sure you see it in your rear view mirror. I saw a car the other day on the freeway with a pretty big piece of cardboard stuck to the front of it. Looked like they looked like a total fool. I've started a note folder in my phone for questions for all you because I forget more than I remember to ask. LOL. Well, thank you. Dude, appreciate that. Forget looking like a fool. You can overheat your car. That's happened to me. This is true. Dude, um, I really, really freak out. Actually, it's one of my pet peeves uh, because I've had two <laughs> things happen to me that are very problematic. Uh, with bags. So one, I was in my E36 M3 years ago and um, I saw the bag. I try to avoid it, but you know, it, it 
got stuck in the front, whatever. I didn't see it come out the back and didn't think much of it. I'm like, it's probably on my bumper. And then my temperature started to climb. What the hell's going on? I pulled over and sure enough, like it was, it covered the clothes over it. Yeah. It covered it perfectly. Uh, so that was, that was that. Uh, and then the other thing was, um, I had one on a Miata, get stuck on my exhaust system and it melted to it. I've seen that. And then I now I had like a stinky fucking plastic smell for the re- every time I drove the car until like it kind of burnt yeah. off. I, I, eventually I managed to sort of scrape most of it off, but like, like those two things suck really bad and I definitely don't want to do that. So I try to avoid it whenever I see one. Yeah. We had a, a big job at the shop and uh, the lady took the car left. She called back like the next day and she said, there's a terrible smell. Something's wrong. I'm bringing it back in. All right. And it was a plastic bag yeah. stuck to her exhaust just coincidentally. And uh, it's always a fun one. They don't believe you, you know. They think you're lying. It's like, dude, here it is, you know. That's what's yeah, going on. Yeah, it's such a pain in the ass to take off, too. It, like, doesn't really come off, yeah, right? It's it just horrible. just fuses to it. Yeah, you kind of, you sort of scrape some of it off, and then eventually it just has to burn off, basically. At Morning Motors, a uh, 8-series BMW showed up with a plastic bag stuck to the lower kind of uh, valance there. Oh, yeah. And someone helped him pull it off, so... Nice guy. It's out there. It's out there. Seller Cars says, caffeine has been outlawed and your only option for energizing in the morning is to go for a drive. What's your go-to car or motor for the daily wake-up call? All right. So I feel like you got to be exposed a little bit, don't you? Like, I mean, you have a working heater, but either a Targa or a convertible helps because the fresh cold air in the morning, I feel like would really wake me up. Yeah, that's not a bad call. So that's the first criteria I think I'll start with. And then I'm, I'm trying to work through the rest of it. Yeah. Um, I don't need it to be jostling, though. I don't I don't need it to be uh, like a race know, super car focused race car. Um, I would be fine with a, you know, SL65 or a hmm. AMG GT convertible or a, I'm trying to think of something more more uh, sporting. Yes, but it doesn't need to be a caterham. Yeah, you don't want. Yeah. Not an aerial atom. Maybe an air scarf in the mix. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Mm, you want aerial, yeah. aerial I want, atom? Yeah. I'm, try, I, I want, I'm trying to decide if I want like a like an F-355 GTS. Like I want a whaling engine and like a transmission. I want manual for sure. I want to be engaged. Oh, okay, okay. Or if I want like a like a beefy, like, as you're, like a V8 or something, you know, where it's like you have some, you know, NVH, but not NVH, but some in, uh, some vibrations and like sort of something to wake you up. I feel like you have to feel it through you, you know. Like the AMG is an interesting call. Yeah, like the AMG. Um, but there's no manual there, so there's no manual. Yeah, yeah. Could, but yeah, I've, yeah, I'm gonna go with the with an F355 GTS. So you have you can take the top off. You hear that engine? I don't I don't want a spider. Um, and I can maybe I can wear gloves even. You know? Oh, you'll oh, definitely be wearing gloves. I have a picture a scarf. Maybe a scarf yeah. and like a little flat cap. Maybe. Depends on, on how I'm feeling that day. A little corduroy. Uh, now I'd probably do more like a tweed. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Bobby Reed with the cars says, last question. I'll maybe I'll see if there's any more. Uh, what's your favorite rad era diesel car? Not truck or SUV. Uh, that's a tough one. It's a yeah, tough one. That's a terrible era for cars. I, I mean, for diesel cars, right? I mean, I want it. So, I will say it's the same question, uh, same answer I would have for the SUV if that was allowed is it's a 300 diesel Mercedes Benz S class. Um, they just don't, they weren't the prettiest. They had the like budget spec uh, headlights and 
all the, you know, it's just like a very utilitarian car, but they go like a million miles and mm. they are just solid. Um, so yeah, Mercedes did it really well. Right. Even like the W123, like TD wagons yeah. though. Like, yeah. I mean, like they're those, great. Yeah. And like BMW didn't really pull it. They had the five series of the diesel. It was terrible. Um, they had, what, what else? Um, Audi. Was there an Audi diesel option? Sure, there in was. Early days. Well, like, there's also like a bunch of Peugeots and shit that we didn't get, right? Like all the European yeah. stuff, um, which I imagine there's something there that we would like, but I, we don't know. I don't Even know. Even a good like 240 diesel uh, Mercedes. Ouch. That's I too, know. That's too slow. But those are just so iconic that I think if you got the, a perfect one with the right colors and interior and everything, it's like just around town, put around. Yeah. There's a that one dude. He's got um. He's been to Radwood a few times. He brings his W one. Oh, he's no. It's a W two one. So it's a it's a one ninety D manual, and he's got it's green. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? It's with, awesome with a like a cork interior, and he's got the 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 hubcaps. Like that's a good look. It's great. Euro headlights. Slow. I think it's a Euro, it's Euro car. Probably right? slow, right? Very <laughs> um, slow. Ever. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's a cool cruiser, I guess. Right. And yeah. but also just like very well built car. Also, so you get that. Yeah. I, I can't. I'm finding. I'm a make. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm flummoxed. Can't come up with anything. I, I mean, can't come up with anything else besides Mercedes because they did it so well. I think they were the they probably made the best diesel like Radwood era cars there was, in the '80s. I should say. Yeah, Volvo made a few. Um, Dude, the domestic stuff was horrible, right? Like those really Oldsmobiles bad. and all really, that. Really, really bad. Yeah, which is funny because they made such great diesel trucks like Dodge and and Chevy and stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah, it didn't really catch on. I think that's the we'll come back. answers, yeah. So, um, Morning Motors had our uh, first of the year here in Santa Cruz. And uh, I did have a, a oh. shout out to the uh, early 80s diesel Maxima. There was a diesel Maxima. It was a good-looking car. And it was, like, based on the L-Series uh, inline six. Um, I never, I've never driven one, but I like the car. So, so I don't oh, know. Are we ridiculous we're not mentioning mentioning volkswagen hmm i mean they were slow but they're too I slow know, they're so slow too slow but you can get a jetta a golf um things a things. dasher dasher you can get a dasher maybe even a fox i don't know i don't know if they made a fox diesel i'm sure man, maybe they did but they're so slow i'd rather have an s-class or that uh taxi uh 240 yeah d you can get a you can get a C three hundred C E diesel, I think it's a three hundred. Uh, so a yep. coupe, right? Yeah. That's something. I don't know. Grasping yeah. here, it is an SUV uh, option though. It'd be a, a G wagon or Land Cruiser. Land Cruiser for sure. Yeah. Um, Prado. So yeah, you got any uh, any big morning motors stories? So many stories, dude. <laughs> Um, I guess the big story is like I was just really impressed like how many people showed up. I mean, it was yeah, a, it was insane. There was I mean, some some yeah. demand. Yeah, especially because on the way down, I drove down from where I'm at, like 50 miles north here, and like, I mean, it was like pouring like half of the time, and coming over the hill here, which was you know, 20ish minutes away, like it was like full on downpour, like and. I really thought at that point, I'm like, no one's gonna show up to this thing. Whatever, we'll just hang out. Yeah. And then when I pulled into the lot like 10 minutes early, I thought right like. The lot was already full. Yeah. I mean, it was packed. Ten minutes early is half an hour late. Yeah, I mean, I, I usually aim for eight thirty, but this time I had the kid with me and it took longer. And uh, but yeah, I showed up at eight fifty and it was already totally full. 
Yeah, I've been showing up at eight because I don't want to have to deal with crowds or people. So I just yeah get there at eight and then just hang. But uh, yeah, it was busy and it was nice because you're right, the weather held out really well. Yeah, um, it was cold and until the sun came. Some and, rainbows. Yeah, some rainbows. Yeah, it was a little, little, Rainbow little shots. bit of rain in there. Um, yeah, but good turnout. Nice to see some some peeps. Do do a lap or two. Yeah. What was your uh, what cars stood out? Man. Yeah, there were there were quite a few. Um, there was one that's still in my mind just because I I, I really enjoyed seeing it. Um, like just the whole scene as the as the sun kind of came through the clouds, oh. the rainbow in the background. It was the first car I saw, and it popped in the sun. It was a three fifty six Speedster. Oh, that um, was a nice one. And it's a super iconic color combination. It's that silver with the red interior, and yeah. uh, just a really nice car. And you know this guy drove it out in the rain. You know, that's like the Porsche thing, right? Like you never driven in rain. Right. And this guy's driving out his, well, how much are those things now? I don't know. They're a million dollars yet. Who knows? <laughs> no, um, no. And it's just like, it's like the one, right. Yeah, and yeah. It, it was so cool to see it out there. And um, you know, that, that was a beauty. Um, and then, you know, on the totally opposite end of the, uh, the spectrum in terms of value, um, there was an MTech one E30 oh, and yeah. like you never see MTech ones and that had the Euro bumpers on it. It had super rad speed line five spokes on mm -hmm. it. Um, and actually there was another, another, uh, E30 with, with other, the other speed lines, the ones that are solid, the, the red car with the Amtech kit had a multi-piece speed line. So I have a picture, I'm going to post that later, but it's like, who did it better? You know, like it's like two different types of five spoke speed lines. Um, but mm. that, that was a cool car. Um, you know, it was nice to see an early bumper car. Um, what was this? What's this thing called? A, not a Vanderbilt or? Oh yeah. Uh, Vanderbilt. Yeah. Those are weird. Is it a Vanderbilt? Yeah. Really? Uh, Va no, no. Is it a Vander Hall? Vander Hall. I think it's a Vander Hall. So this is like a slingshot, uh, three wheeled thing, but it's way, way more sleek appearing. They have a big problem though. I'll tell you. In a oh, uh, it's not my for me at okay. all. But uh, what's their big problem? They have a CVT. Ooh wee. Yeah. Spicy. Spicy. Yeah. I don't know why they did that. Wow. It's like this sporty thing. If I can put a CVT in it. Maybe they figure that it's so light and nimble that it doesn't matter. Like, it's just going to get power no matter what. It sucks, dude. Uh, I mean, like, you think it would be a fun, <laughs> engaging thing, right? You I know? know. I know, yeah. It's, uh, it was cool looking. So I was there early, and that guy was there like, right when I arrived. So that was cool. That was cool. I've never man. seen one in person, really. But uh, my standout was, uh, it's wasn't very, like, not super rare, but probably the nicest Volkswagen Vanagon Doka, white up on the sidewalk. Oh, yeah, yeah that I've seen in a really long time. It was pretty much perfect. I love those cars. I think they're so cool. Um, it would definitely be one that I would want if I had like a big collection. Uh, we definitely have a good Doka. And uh, it was on Bring a Trailer. That's where we got it. Oh, uh, nice. 50-something thousand dollars. So it better that, be nice. They've been kind of steady though there, right? Like the nice ones, like they haven't yeah. really blown up. Yeah. yeah, well, you could get them for twenty five thirty for a long time, but this one was very, very nice. I didn't see any rust or issues, and I definitely looked. Um, and yeah. it was all dirty, which I loved. The guy just yeah, obviously it. is using it. It's a truck, right? Basically. Yeah, it's a truck. Yeah. It's a three-door, so the driver's side rear door does not – there's no door. Uh, mm. It's just passenger side uh, has two doors. And then it's got a little pass-through, like Rivian style, uh, below the bed. Um, bed folds down, all that stuff. It's just very utilitarian. Yeah. Super cool style, so – I love, I love those things. Synchro, right? It was a synchro, yeah. It and those are the ones that bring the check, money. Checked all the boxes. Yeah, um, yeah. There's there's a bunch of cars. I mean, the other ones that that I was like kind of like tripping out on again. You know, like I keep looking at yeah, classic is, minis. Classic, classic minis. minis. I know there was a good little group, dude. The classic minis are so cool, and I I keep looking at my garage. I'm like, man, I can fit one so easily right there. Like I can't even put it on casters and just like move, you know put it in the corner <laughs> yeah. or like move. 
<laughs> like, I think we need to drive one because yeah. the only knock I've really heard on them, not only, but the main thing is that they're very flimsy feeling. Well, the one that I will definitely have an issue with is that most of them are carbureted, so I would have oh, to get a swapped right. one or something. I mean, I don't want to deal with are swapping Are even the one. late ones carbureted? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know anything about them. I mean, right. I'm like trying to learn about them now, but like, you know, they, they're just like such a cool package and they're very iconic and, and, you know, they're totally, I love that like a motorcycle, right? Like everything's just like pretty small and easy, like a relatively easy, right? Like you, and they're, they have a, like a huge following and there's a lot of aftermarket support and um, yeah, it's just everything's so like dinky and kind of, they're I don't know. Very cool. Their yeah. style. Yeah. Style points for sure. Yeah. And the, and the thing is that that's, that's what's, well, no, it's not the thing, but it's one of the major things for me is that it's all positive vibes, right? Like everybody loves yep. them. Like it's not a pretentious, like asshole car at all. Like yeah. it's like, it's a really cool car that makes everybody smile. And I feel like my kids will love it. And, oh yeah. And you could jump in like run to the store in it. And like, you know, it's like fun, you know, it's got a ton of sp- like interior room and like you could throw like, I mean, all the groceries in it, um, but also like have fun, you know? So now that we are uh, old bastards um, and have families and things, where does like overall vehicle safety fall on your your list? Because yeah. like you know, I'm all for a mini and I think they're cool. However, I don't think I'd want to do a rally in one, and I don't think I'd want to drive one to San Francisco or to to wherever. You know, like interesting by yourself. Where, I mean, just in general, like it's not a safe car. No, and it's every not, yeah. and 90% of the cars on the road are going to be like at your head level yeah, bumper yeah. wise. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. So I'm just curious, like you know as you have options and you don't have to get the flimsiest little car in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where does that? <laughs> yeah. I guess it? it just depends on like, cause it's like, it's an occasional kind of use car. Right. So like, I feel like that's how I justify it. Like it's not like something that I'm using on a daily basis. And I feel like also for its intended purpose, like I wouldn't necessarily be going to the city very often. It would be more like just driving around town. Yeah. I think like I'd drive it around Santa Cruz would be fine. Santa Cruz mountains, but to like, like the rally thing is rough, like especially going on highways for a long period of time. Like that's that's pretty sketchy, um, but also just not very comfortable and fun. I, I feel know. Like <laughs> that would be a pain in the ass. I know. And then you're like, well, I have this mini, but I'm not going to take it on the rally. Like, what am I even? Do I even um, own a mini? For, yeah, it's for yeah, it's for the other other laughs. It's for other you know, smiles per mile. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to think of other cars there. Uh, I, would, I mean, without going through the pictures of my phone, I'm just like scanning the the space, you know. I know. Um, there was a bug, a uh, Volkswagen Beetle contention. Contention. Oh, yeah, yeah. There Not was a contention. Bunch of them. A contingent. Not a convention either. Uh, a lot of BMWs. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Dude, so uh, there was this guy. It's funny. So I went to that San Mateo Cars and Coffee thing oh, yeah. a couple weeks ago. And um, a dude that parked next to me um, was Did a he guy. park hard? He parked kind of a little hard. Medium little, rare? Medium, medium rare. More medium rare. Yeah. Um, he showed up and parked right next to me and he had a 997.1 GT3. So white car, black interior. Buckets. Is that what Ruben has? No, oh, he's no, got he a, he's got a 0.2. No, uh, no 997.2. 0.2 yeah, and yeah. it's a GT3 RS. So this oh, is a GT3. Right. So, um, GT3 manual. Yeah. Um, so it's a narrow body versus wide body. And the 0.2 has a bunch of different mod- like stuff going on, like different motor mounts and stuff, but Probably it also pretty, looks differently. Pretty good car. So I love like, dude, the 0.1 narrow body, like it's a, it's a car that I thought about back in the day, but ah, you know, again, there's too fast. We talk about the gearing and all that, but yeah. like, I was like, this is the second time I see the car. Cause like I invited him over to this one. Like I'm like, dude, like, you know, we talked for a while and like, you know, asked what I did, whatever. I'm like, you should definitely come to our thing next week. And he's like, yeah, sure. He's in, he lives in Palo Alto. So, um, 
Like, I was looking at his car for a while. I'm like, dude, like, if I could do, like, a shorter gear set in that car, like, and just be able to just road through gears and, like, top yeah. out at 140, yeah. who cares? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, that would be so rad. Like, that, that engine is amazing. Uh, and, like, yep. they look incredible. They obviously handle extremely they're well. They're so and, well styled. They yeah. just nailed it. And they're still the right size, right? Like, yep. uh, and it's a narrow body, so it isn't even, you know, the, yeah, yeah, the point yeah. twos are sexy. That's yeah, a good like, point. It's got the big hips and everything, but, like, I feel like the, the, the smaller one, I mean. the So the, what do those go for now? I looked, dude. There's still 120. I thought for a second that they were like in the you know high 70s, low 80s, and yeah. then now they're yeah they're 120 for a decent car with miles. Low mileage cars are going up to 150, so they're not Sheesh. cheap. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and point twos are you know a whole other world. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so those are really really cool though, and um and I, it was nice to see it there. Uh, and he it was cool because like a lot of people like were asking him questions as how I'm open the doors and like you know and like it's a car that was you know. I know it's kind of weird to say, but in our parts, like it's just, you know, we see these all the time. Yeah. And, uh, but that one in particular, it just sat right and it's got the stock wheels with spacers and the pitman is really good. And, oh, nice. And it's white over black, which is a nice color combination. Yeah. It's um, definitely a, uh, it's kind of like Tom, my buddy Tom was joking when I bought the Tundra. He's like, well, too bad you'll never have to shop for a truck again because mm-hmm. it's such like a perfect does that do everything and yeah. they're very reliable, right? They're not going to fail often. Um, and that, feels like the same kind of thing where you're like well now you got a perfect car it does all all the sports car stuff right yeah yeah does it have a back seat still um i I, gt3s do i don't know if this one did because i think he had a half cage in it yeah so um i I imagine it's not there probably not yeah um but it's this i mean the rear seat delete on a 911 is Mm -hmm. kind of trivial it's like yeah yeah (laughs) you remove (laughs) some pads yeah yeah take one second yeah but um normally they do though um so that's the thing and i mean i'm not in the market for it if i'm gonna spend money on i mean that amount of money i would probably buy something else but it's a very it's a very very good car though yeah um and that that one stood out Cool. Yeah, no, it was a great event. Thanks for everyone for coming. We'll do another one at the end of uh, February as well. I don't know exactly when, but I'm sure we'll figure it out and announce it soon. Um, I think we would be uh, remiss not to mention the 1992 GTI that sold on oh, yeah. a trailer. Yeah. And uh, this is old news by now. Obviously, this podcast will come out long after, but... Um, 1992, 16-valve US GTI with 50,000 miles, 53,000, I think. Uh, 10-year-old timing belt, um, (laughs) things (laughs) of that nature. Very nice car, though. Red, um, you know, the classic late Mark II GTI. Like, very, very nice car. Uh, It went for $87,000. With uh, three bidders at sixty something, and two that battled it out to eighty seven. So um, I actually, uh, Chef Malone, our buddy Kevin, sent this to me right after it closed, and then I was like, "Holy cow!" And I sent it to our another group, and uh, the conversation was like, basically, I was like, "Well, this is unfortunate because it just I love those cars. I've owned a Mark II. I've been around those cars a lot, and now to think like." You just cannot get a nice one. I mean, you can get a nice one, but it's going to have 150,000 miles, and that's fine. But like a low mileage, good example cars that are super hard to find. They were all beat, used, um, and passed down through families and friends, and they just they're hard to find. So I was just checking right now as you're saying this because I had a '92 big bumper car, 16 valve, like same condition. Yeah, like yeah, it was, it was very, super, super clean. Very good, uh, very, very nice car. Two owner car. I mean, mint cloth interior, like 
you know, really, really got a nice car. Um, and it had a rebuilt engine, but it had 150,000 miles on it. And I sold it. And I was checking to see when I sold it. I sold it in 2012 for 4,500 bucks. Um, and I was wondering <laughs> how much is that car worth now? Um, you know, if it stayed like you sold it and was used very sparingly, yeah. like, yeah, it's probably worth like, probably like 50, well, not that much, right? Like no. maybe 1520 yeah. max. Yeah. 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 15, 15, 20. Cause yeah. it had miles and I, I know everybody, like, especially when it comes to like the, you know, the, like the BAT world, it's all about mileage, right? Cause they're investing in a car. It um, is, but 50, 50 is not is quite <laughs> collector grade. It's not right? collector grade. It's already, it, and, and that's, you're ready for stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Especially at, there's a 10 year old timing belt, like all that stuff. Right. <laughs> and uh, of course there's going to be other stuff needed. And um, if it was half that sales result, so, you know, 40 something, 40 ish, yeah. it would still be kind of mind blowing yeah. to me. Uh, but it's like, you almost like start, you to, almost see start to see it. How, You're like, okay. okay, 35, I could see that. Yes. Yeah. 40. It's like, geez, you spent 40 for a, you know, a GTI Mark two, by the way. And then, now we're at double that. It's um, and the, the three bidders to sixty validates like it's definitely a fifty sixty thousand dollar car. There was three guys that were willing. Yeah, and for sure someone was willing to spend eighty seven. Unbelievable! It's unbelievable. So, um, anyways, there was a lot of chatter about it, and especially for like the diehard Volkswagen guys. I think it's good and bad. It's like the Radwood effect, right? Like we you create. Now there's value in them. So people will preserve them and cherish them and yeah. and want to keep them going. But the flip side is that like now there's no cheap cars. Uh, that's all gone. Yeah. So it's just, it's, I don't know though, man. I like, maybe I'm maybe not it's a little well, bit of a, but I just don't outlier. see, I just don't see that this is a legitimate purchase i feel like it's still i feel like there's weird shit going on yeah you're like, saying that i, I don't I'm i feel like quite. there's some laundering going on dude <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense like I, I, I just i just i think that two people get heated about it and maybe it's like the ex exact car he had in high school and now he's a billionaire and it doesn't matter that is a possibility but also if you're a billionaire you can just go find a red one and have it fully restored to like that's, pristine that's a good point you know start from scratch and the money doesn't even matter or maybe point, he's right? going like, to restore it too on top of it already, <laughs> what, right? Like, oh, start with the best car or whatever. I mean, I guess that's a possibility, but yeah, like, know. who are these buyers, dude? I feel like it's just it's it's bizarre. I don't get it. I mean, right. I, and then obviously our yeah. friend Travis sold his ninety eight E thirty six M three or ninety nine. Yeah, uh, just a, a coupe, uh, Alpine white over black. Nice car, very nice driver. Um, with one hundred fifty thousand miles, like very well maintained, but you know, it wasn't perfect. It was just a, a very nice driver. And it sold for $40,000. And I was like, and that's a record. And uh, again, you know, like very well presented. Travis did a fantastic job with the, with the, with yeah. the um, listing. And, and it was know. dialed. It needed nothing. Yeah. He but did, it wasn't perfect. Yeah. It was like cosmetically, you know, like some things. And, yeah. uh, but I mean, is that the same situation? We're like, okay, they wanted the Alpine white, but didn't want to do any work. And like, is that, I, I just feel like it just doesn't make any sense in my head. But um, because, yeah, all these cars need work no matter what, right? Like you're For sure. But, and if I guess if you are loaded enough, you start with the best one. That's like a thing. But um, it's just, yeah, it's mind-boggling. It really is. I, part of me is hopeful that this will bring out a lot of Volkswagens for sale because they're very rare. They don't yeah. come very often. And then naturally what ends up happening, then that then that saturates the market and then, exactly. it, and then it corrects itself again. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I saw that uh, Matt Kirk got his car back because I guess the sale fell through with his teal car, with his Montana green car. And, um, and so like I hit him up right away cause I know you'd kind of been looking at those and, yeah. I, and I'm like, Hey dude, I, I think I have a buyer for you. Like, just yeah. kind of like, like, is it for sale? And he's like, 
He's like, well, let me think about it. After that sale, I don't know what to even do, you know? Like, and so, and I was, like, do you know what he, it sold for? I have no idea. So, but he, Oh, it was a private sale. Private sale. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And there was, there was a Montana green car at, uh, I think it was Detroit. at Chicago and Detroit. Oh, both. anyway, same car, but at Detroit. And, uh, I, I almost offered to buy it, you know, just to see if he was interested in selling it and to start there. But the closer I looked, it's like, eh, there's rust there and there's a little bubble there. And, and, you know, I'm not really looking for a car from Detroit <laughs> usually. So yeah. it wasn't like the right combo, but even then I'm like, Oh, they're really rare. And this would be the one to get yeah. But well, And the funny thing is that in, in that neck of the woods, like that car is fine, right? Like that's a great purchase. Oh, like, it's, it, it's like, beyond yeah, fine. For, it's for like, us, it's like, you know, like once uh, we see bubbles here and there, especially like for me, the deal breakers are always around the windscreen, like in the windshield yeah, this is or on the rear tailgate or, or yeah, on the, or around glass basically I yeah. should say. Right. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a lot of work. And like, and then, you know, dealing with paint work and blending and like all that. And then, or is it the whole panel at that point? And then, Oh, now it doesn't match. And I just start, that's where my mind goes. Right. And then yeah. now you're at a full respray and like, uh, it's like, Besides yeah. what you can't see, you know, it's like all that you, you're going to go down even further. And oh, that's true. Yeah, because that's all you're. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. and that one was interesting too because I mean, and I feel bad for you know we're ragging on this car. I mean, as we said, it's a, it's the guy was very proud of it and he liked display, you know, and yeah. just like nice wheels and all that. But it's like a car like that. I I remember like it looked like it had been resprayed and there were bubbles poking through the respray which is like really what was where like where you're like, okay, I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to be involved here. <laughs> yep. I don't want to get involved. Uh, my buddy DA who has that Montana green GTI that he's driven halfway or probably like five times around the world by now. Um, everything it's completely totaled and everything, but he drives it all the time. Yep. Uh, he made it known to me a few weekends ago that he absolutely wants to bring it on a rally. <laughs> oh my God, dude. <laughs> At first I thought he was like, he was like, I really want to, be part of a rally someday and i was like dude yeah it's like i was thinking he wanted to co-drive with me at some point i'm like yeah. for sure let's do it and he's like no no like i want to drive like my car i wow. want it to go on a rally Holy and i said you'll, either, you'll, you'll either be the most popular person on the rally or the least popular person because I, well i think it'll be very popular just with like the the group that it is right people will laugh but yeah. is it like mechanically <laughs> sound i mean like <laughs> sound enough to drive from like across california on a regular basis that's crazy man yeah but it, it would crazy. definitely be entertaining. I said that too. It'll it'll have to be a summer rally because he has no heat. So, oh yeah, and he does, yeah he said it was fine without EC. I remember that conversation, right? Or was it the heat? One or the other. He was like totally fine either way. Oh well, yeah, he's fine either way. But uh, I think the joke was like, "How's the air conditioning?" It's like, yeah, it's not not working. Like everything on the car. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, this, I mean, we'll have to send Joao a picture of this thing to insert here because it's worth like oh, yeah. seeing again. Uh, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. I'll text him some pictures. Yeah. This thing is like, I mean, you mentioned that car from Africa that was like the worst car you've ever seen. Like I was this, in, this, well, <laughs> and I was thinking this, but, but it sounds like a whole other level. The one from, I'm going to put, we'll watch it after this. I'll just show you that five minutes of that video. It's jaw dropping that yeah. it's still continuing. Does it have body panels? Yes, but like, the, the, I don't even want to give it away, but I should because no one's going to watch this. But Deadliest Journeys, Cameroon, I believe it's Cameroon. Uh, there's no, uh, the back of the car is rusted through, I think. And so the exhaust goes into the cabin. Oh my gosh. And then out the missing taillights. Sweet. 
So that gives you just a little taste, literally wow. and, taste. And your luggage, I guess, goes on top of the exhaust or whatever. Whatever. Or, yeah. Your luggage, by the way. Luggage? <laughs> Louis Vuitton? Fi- fitted luggage? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like snakeskin and trunks. Um, yeah. All right, trivia time? I guess so. It's trivia time. All right, this question comes to us from Cars and Bids. Haven't looked at Cars and Bids in a while, but uh, here we are. Um, This is uh, interesting to us because we've talked about these cars in the past, but I haven't seen them for sale yet. I haven't even seen one in person. Mm. Uh, 2023 Toyota GR Corolla Core Edition. The white one? White one. Did you see it? Wait, when did that sell? It sold on the 13th. Oh, I did see it. Oh, shoot. Yeah, because there's a whole story behind it. It's sold, though. Not not a Civic. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So What's the story? He lost money on that sale. Oh, I imagine so. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's the whole thing is that he basically... Oh, I thought it was just the Civic Si that made, made no, the news. No, bo- both of them did, apparently, yeah. Um. So, yeah. Anyways, this was uh, news to me. This is out of Pennsylvania. Uh, it looks like a brand new car, but it is at someone's house, like not at a dealership. Um. Really bad photos, all iPhone. Um, and not that it really matters. It's a brand new car. You can see good photos of these cars everywhere. But um, do you remember what it sold for? For the listeners, uh, take a guess right now if you're listening or watching. Yeah, I want to say like 48 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. 48, 550. Yeah, which is, yeah. And so I think the guy had paid like over that, but he didn't want to admit it. And everyone was doing like uh, all these sleuths went out there and, and found out that it was he must have paid like eight more than that or something. So like he sold that at a loss. And then that the CTR did not sell, but was like it was bid up to around the same or fifty low fifties, and the guy admitted though this the guy with the Civic Type R did admit that he paid twenty over, so yeah, both of them were fails basically. Wow, yeah. So, anyways, I didn't know what those were gonna go for, or be available, you know, but uh, it seems like still a lot of money, <laughs> but yeah, uh, they, uh, I think they. I think they're stickered, which is doesn't mean anything right now, but right. I like something like 39, but uh, for that one, like the base model. But yeah, I mean, it's, you're buying the drivetrain and everything else, right? Cause the interior is whatever. I mean, it's like a yeah. super basic car. I, I don't want to, I want to hear it too. Cause three cylinder, I don't know. It's just, it's a funky, funky thing. I know they're getting better at it, but funky town. Won't you take me too? Mm-hmm. All right. That's a podcast. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. We will see you next time. Later. Mahalo for your kukua.